Welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a motivational speaker, business strategist, and former nationwide CEO. I am here to help you uplevel your mindset, your magic, and your money through personal evolution and intuitive alignment. So if you are looking to live a happier, more abundant, more fulfilled life, you are in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to inspire you to transcend your limitations and become the next best version of yourself. I know you will get so much value from this podcast, so thank you for pushing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, Magic Makers, and welcome back to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. I am so excited because today we have a very special guest that has made it all the way from the North Pole. It is Santa Joe. Hi, Santa Joe. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, good afternoon, Alexis. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's great to be here with you. Absolutely. So I came across you on Instagram and I think it's great because literally I typed in Santa. That's it. And that's all I typed in was Santa and you popped up and I was like, amazing. I saw your social media. I was like, he's perfect. I have to invite him. So tell me a little bit. I can see some of your Santa stuff in the background, which is super cool. Oh. Tell me a little bit about you and how you got started with character entertainment. Well, it's great to know that the, uh, Instagram gods are favoring my Instagram account personally. There's a lot of Santas on there. Um, so I started, I guess, with character entertainment a long time ago when I grade school, actually. I guess I was always kind of the biggest one of the group that could fit into like the school mascot costume. Um, so that's kind of where it all started. Um, and then after, you know, university, I kind of stopped, you know, with the whole thing. And a few years ago, maybe about five or six years ago, uh, the Santa started up again, and it was strictly for like a volunteer basis, um, strictly for anybody who would really ask a lot of like church pancake breakfasts, a lot of things of that nature. Um, and then this year I decided I might as well, you know, make the investment into it and, you know, kind of launch off a kind of quote unquote professional career through it. Um, I started with an Instagram account and in, I want to say August and it was out of control by end of September. And that's pretty much it. Um, I was just basically in need of a new suit. My previous suit was just very torn and ragged on the inside. And it also got a little small. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I had to make that investment and I decided to just dive into it just using purely social media and it got out of hand. Wow. <laughs> That's but. so amazing. So you're fresh into like, as far as like having your own Santa business in the past year, right? Yeah. This is my, uh, I guess we'll say my first season actually uh, being compensated for my role as Santa and actually wow. promoting my, my role as Santa. Um, leading up to it, I, I thought about it in the past and I tried to dabble into it and, and look into it and do some like reading into it and, I have to say a lot of it was very negative. Um, the Santa market is filled with a lot of old men. Um, so um, they're not very welcoming to their community um, for the most part. Um, and it could be very standoffish, very competitive. Some Santa groups I was looking at on Facebook, um, it was a lot of like bashing, like, oh, you got to, you know, do this, you gotta do that, you gotta get a five thousand dollar suit and you know, if you don't have a real beard, which obviously I don't have, you know, it's not worth your time. Like you're just not never gonna be a real Santa type of deal. Um 
and I found a uh, Santa Claus that's local here in New Jersey. Um, his name's uh, Santa Jackson Jim. And by all means, to me, this man is Santa Claus. He takes photographs of my child every year. Um, and he's kind of what sprung me into um, thinking about it. It was him and his photographer um, that run their studio. And they were like, just go for it. You know, like we've, so, we've seen your picture. We've seen your photograph. Like it's good enough. Like you can really do this. Go for it. Um, and so that's kind of what pushed me into it. But at first, uh, the community itself uh, was very intimidating, uh, kind of entering into it. Um, yeah. And very em embracing of the real Santas, um, the real bearded Santas. Um, and there's no real support group or design group for, they call them designer beard Santas, uh, fake beard Santas. So kind of going to try and make a revolution here. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, hey, I did the same thing with the princess party industry because when I, and even like my entire career in the princess party community, the same thing. If you go in the Facebook groups, it's just nothing but bashing and, you know, so much hatred and so much judgment towards one another. And it's not community. There might be thousands of people in those groups, but it's not a community. And it's so sad because it's like, anybody can portray these characters as long as they have the heart to do it and they're and they care about the integrity of the character and they're willing to put in the time to make sure that that integrity follows through not only physically but you know whenever they're portraying that character and their demeanor their mannerisms so at the end of the day it's so sad to see other people bashing other people for bringing joy to the world of course yeah and yeah it's it's a it's just a bad thing to see and um the Santa community of itself is it's there's so many different portrayals of Santa Claus that it's really up to the individual to make it their own. And same thing with the princesses, you know, um, princesses are, you know, in my point of view, pretty much streamlined, you know, for the most part, you're a big player here. Um, the mouse down out of Florida, very straightforward in what his expectation is for um, people of the character. Um, but with Santa Claus, it's, there's so many different, versions of it um state to state country to country um it's the possibilities are endless for it absolutely it's up to us to, to interpret that and bring that to our service markets and you know that's, bring it to our clients that's incredible and and to, so so you just got started as far as your santa business and you said it snowballed so what would you say like was the biggest contributors to it snowballing a ten dollar facebook ad um, so I started with Instagram, um, started getting a bunch of messages in. So I was like, Oh, let's, you know, make a Facebook, you know, cause a lot of people have Facebook. A lot of the Santa resources are on Facebook. Um, and I took out like a $10 Facebook ad and in conjunction with the ad, I just sent out like a draft email to a bunch of different local businesses, um, and photographers. And what I did was I, spent the night one night when i couldn't sleep i i checked out everybody's social media presence to last december when they had their santa events and i found the companies or the businesses that had some sort of santa event but it was like their dad in a costume from like party city um you know as a an entry-level santa i guess we'll call it you know i have some experiences in the back but they were all from charity events so nothing actually high profile. I figured let's kind of start on the smaller end. Um, so I kind of marketed myself as like the middle 
the middle Santa. I'm not your dad in the costume, but I'm not, you know, using, you know, low grade right. materials. Um, right. And you don't have a so, real beard. So <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a real beard. Um, the, the more I dove into it, you know, I sent out these cold call emails um, to local businesses and, and people that you know had the $2 Santa last year and, you know, kind of got them an upgraded package for the season, offered that package out to them, and it just kind of took off. And um, I found some local Santa groups um, that I, you know, contacted some people, might not have been the first person I contacted or the third person I contacted, but they were like real beard Santa groups um, and was able to sell my information to them. So that way I can get into their resources also. Um, and, you know, that's a great resource. Also, I picked up quite a few um, bookings from, from them where these guys, they overbook, you know, they start to book in August and now it's December and they say they overbook. Realistically, they probably go to whoever has the bigger, the bigger check at the end of the day um yep. but you know so a, a lot of work through that also but most of it's all organic through um facebook and instagram and there's really you know a cold calling uh email or social media message that i sent out and like a ten dollar facebook ad wow. um i took out another ad late last night um for uh christmas eve visits um to kind of fill in the gaps of the calendar and i don't know what's going on with it but right now like my my facebook and my instagram messaging accounts they're they're full it's with inquiries um and people sending me their christmas lists so oh. <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> that's incredible yeah. so what would you say santa joe are some of the most important traits and characters like character traits of portraying a Santa and interacting with children? Um, well, basic, you know, the basic traits, Santa doesn't have to be a big framed gentleman. Um, it's, you know, there's getting to be more smaller Santas out there. You know, I have the, the build of a traditional Santa, um, so I kind of fit that role a little bit more. But um, it could be real, realistically anybody. But what people are looking for the most in Santa is somebody that's that's happy, um, that interacts well with kids and that can offer a safe environment for the children to be in. Um, and that's the, what I've seen to be the hallmark of it. Just somebody that's generally entertaining, somebody that's patient and good with kids. Um, especially with these larger events, you never know who's coming to them. You know, there could be children with disabilities. There could be, you know, children with a, a Santa phobia, um, Somebody that's just willing to give the children time to warm up and kind of get into it, which I think this whole um, personalized Santa visit type of format is a hundred times better than the two seconds at the mall. You know, it's not giving children enough time to to warm up to Santa and figure out how what's going to happen and, and everything else. But that's basically it. it's just patience, happiness, or jolliness, and there there is that major entertainment factor. I love that. And I completely agree with you. I, I've been fortunate enough in my character entertainment background to have many Santas work for me. And the two favorite Santas that ever worked for me, one was a repeat Santa and his name was Ernie. And he started out as a balloon twister, like back in his forties, thirties. And then now he was at the point where he could play Santa and he was incredible. Now 
and then I'll talk about my other Santa in just a moment. But with Santa Ernie, he was amazing with the kids. He was so flexible in, you know, his availability, his schedule, and he was so willing to negotiate pay. He was just the best. He was the best Santa. And I always tried to pay him the most because he was so flexible and so wonderful. Now, I wanted to ask you about this, and I know you're a new Santa, so you may not be aware of it, but back when I, we had a mall client, right? So it was one of my biggest corporate clients. They were a mall. They booked us for the Easter bunny, Santa, um, monthly events, everything. And I had booked Santa and Santa was working pretty consistent, you know, every single day in December. And there was two instances where new mo new mothers came and they went to hand Santa Ernie, the baby, the infant, and we're talking about a newborn, like one years old. They went to hand Ernie the infant. And then like the last minute, the mom turned around to grab something like from the photographer and they, and because Santa, because, you know, he could hardly see, he has his gloves, you know, he can't properly feel cause he's, he has a big costume on and uh, he didn't know whether or not he was holding the baby and the mother just kind oh, of yeah. turned last minute. And the baby, the baby didn't like fall off his lap, but the baby slid down, like slid down his lap and like ended up near his feet. And that happened twice. And I had them all call me and they we were talking about insurance and liability and all that stuff. Fortunately, everything was fine. There was nothing wrong with the children where it happened. But Santa Ernie was like traumatized from the experience. So what do you know as far as like insurance, liability and accidents in regards to performing a Santa? Um. Realistically, I don't know much. Um, what I, I'm on a quest currently to learn some more about it um, as I solidify you know, company itself um, for next season. Um, this year, what I did find um, was through the International Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas. Um, it's basically a Santa club. There's a membership fee to it. Um, they put out like a monthly calendar or you know a, a newsletter but what they do offer um is a background check and the option to purchase uh, uh insurance so that way you can provide your clients with a, a level of coi um and there's the additional option for the insurance which covers um things just like of that nature you know drop babies um but also uh unfortunately there's the option to include um molestation coverages or sexual assault coverages also um that is an unfortunate reality that we have to be aware of um especially that we are dealing with children um especially in a role that's expected to be physical in and you know touching with the children um so i was able to find that organization that offered those um services to its members um and i spoke with the insurance company and they you know, laid out just basic framework and ground rules on, you know, how to process the claim should one ever come up. Um, but it is a, a seasonal policy. So it makes it a rather great option for people like myself or um, others who we only perform as Santa, where we're not in this year round for a business such as uh, yourself or for your followers. Um, our time frame is very small, so we don't need a storefront. We don't necessarily need a whole website. We don't need a whole year's worth of coverage. Um, so it was a great policy to hop on and kind of deal with that, where now I know I have experienced Santa's, experienced lawyers dealing with this, and an experienced insurance company dealing with this. Um, so it's just an uh, ease of mind for myself, but I don't Absolutely. really know too much of it. 
Absolutely. And do you now, because you've mentioned that this is a seasonal uh, business model, do you have something that you do other than Santa? Yes. Uh, it's actually a really bad time for me to be doing Santa because I work for an exterior facilities maintenance company. Um, and my chief responsibility um, and the chief responsibility of my company is snow removal. Um, and it's not just snow removal, it's snow removal at near 20 major international airports throughout the continental US. Um, my base is the Newark airport uh, here in New Jersey um, and the Philadelphia airport also. So it's a very busy time um, between work winter prep um, and hiring staff um, for that project. And now I just threw a whole Santa world on top of it. Um, so it gets pretty crazy. Yeah, you've got your hands full. Yeah. Now that being said, what are some of, and I know you've probably already thought of this, but what are some of your goals with your Santa business? Um, my goals, I, I'm trying to stay realistic. Um, my main goal is to be able to bring a quality Santa, um, or what I what I believe to be a quality Santa, um, and quality performances to average communities. Um, a lot of times, you know, your higher end Santas or your better Santas will cater much towards uh, major corporations or much higher earning uh, uh, areas. Um, I just realistically want to stay local um, ish and kind of bring that to a localized community where, you know, one of my my first events was a charity event at my my local church here down the block, and two nights ago I was at a paid event for a, a daycare, and a lot of the parents that came up to me they're like, "Oh, like you're the Santa from Great uh, from St. Bart's. It's it's so great to see. It's like you're like probably the best Santa in the area. Like it's it's great to have a, a, a actual Santa in the community as opposed to you know Fireman Joe on a fire truck and a ten dollar suit." Um, so being able to actualize that for for average communities um, is probably my number one goal. Um, but number two is realistically to do what I like to do and have fun doing it. Um, but we're being flexible. Where if I were to come to work for you um, or you know one of your companies, there'd be a level of requirement and commitment that I would have to to hold to you as an employer um, where I have a two-year-old daughter. So at this point I work when I want to work, I do what I want to do. And if I want the weekend off to go to the Polar Express train ride, I can have that weekend off to go to the Polar Express train ride. I don't need to talk to you. Exactly. I, I, I don't need a lecture from somebody saying like, you only have so many weeks to work. You got to go out there and we got to do this. Right. Exactly. So, you don't have someone hustling you. You don't want a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So do you see yourself maybe potentially outsourcing and hiring other Santas to join you? Um, at this point, I want to say no. Um, one is I don't think our realistically our business mindsets um, accommodate that. Um, specifically when you start dealing with a lot of these performers, um, a lot of these performers, the Santa market is a very, very high value market. Um, we're talking 
$250 plus dollars, uh, for an hour. Um, so and that's just if you're getting a Santa by itself. If you're adding elves, if you're adding Mrs. Claus, if you're adding giveaways, um, anything of that nature, um, the prices just naturally inflate. Um, so one of the things that I'm geared towards is keeping things affordable, not necessarily undercutting the the competition, I guess you'd call them, um, but keeping things realistic. Um, where if you as a parent were to call me and say, hey, we need Santa to come visit the house, I can give you what our off the off the rack rate is, you know. Um, but if you're not, you know, comfortable with that, we can discuss it. If there's any hardship levels, we can discuss it, and you know, I can make that happen. Where I don't have to worry about paying somebody um, or anything else. I know what my costs were for the season, um, mm-hmm. and I know what I need to to in, to bring in to cover my costs for the season. Um, we're having to pay everybody else to do that. And, you know, it's, this seems to be more of a, a bother. Um, but then also I, I can't control what it is that these gentlemen would be doing. Um, what it is they would be saying, I can't control their portrayal of the Santa Claus. Um, which I think for me is a major aspect of it because I know the product that I put out, um, and I know my interactions, and God forbid, if something were to happen, I was there. I, you know, was part of it, a part of the incident or the accident. Um, where we, when we start to outsource it, uh, there's a lot of uncontrollables uh, at that point. Yeah, you're exactly Which, right. Well, I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful mission that you want to bring this experience to your community and you want to keep it affordable for the families that don't have a big budget for a big, expensive, frail bearded Santa, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that's amazing. And I know, I mean, when I was in Hawaii, it was very difficult to get a Santa, but the Santa that I did have was incredible. And he had, his beard was actually like black, but he would put white paint, like mm-hmm on it and it looked so realistic. He did his eyebrows, he did everywhere where he, nobody could tell it wasn't white and it looked amazing, but I know how much time and energy he probably put into it, but he oh, just yeah. loved doing it. He just loved being the, Santa. The gentleman that takes uh, pictures of my, my daughter, um, Santa Jim, it's actually funny, he's he's a redhead. Um, so his beard is red. Um, he has no hair on the top, but his beard is red. But they <laughs> he goes through a bleaching ritual every year and um, I know a lot of other Santas, they use a, a bleaching process um, to turn their beards white. And then at the end of the season, they just shave. Christmas Day, that's their thing. They shave. So, you know, they go back to being a normal person. And then it grows back whatever their natural color is. Um, the beards I use, I don't know if you can see them. They're, they're, there's two of them over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're uh, actually made from yak hair. And they're, they're very they're, soft. Yeah, they're all on lace. Um it just gets glued on and taped on. Um, and then there's additional hair that gets glued on to cover any seams. So it, it looks like it grows out of your face. Um, yeah. And it can withstand uh, quite a good tug. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's so, important. That <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's comfortable enough and it, it wears good enough to the point where I'm comfortable taking my hat off um, and everything else with it. So um, I fell asleep with Ron the other day. Um, it was still all in place when I woke up. So that's good. Um, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's an extreme comfort rating right there. That's a good rating oh, for that beard. Yeah. The, 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 the worst part about it is, is it takes, when I first started, it would take me about an hour to put on. Um, 
And every time I do it now, it's taking me a little bit less and less and less. Um, and just getting more used to it. Um, but your face kind of gets stuck with all the glue and tape and whatever facial expression you have when you're putting it on. So if you're not in a good mood when you're getting ready, you're going to look like a grumpy Santa Claus for the rest of the day. That's so good. That's so good. Is there like, so for any, any character entertainers that are maybe looking to add a Santa to their team, is there any recommendations you would give as far as where they could probably find someone to play Santa or what they should look for in applicants? Um, so what I would suggest is, I would suggest um, looking through um, like Facebook groups. Um, you know, just look for Santa Facebook groups. Um, I don't want to like really put this out too too loud, but higher Santa seems to be like a very negative kind of vibe around it. Um, I haven't used it um, as a Santa or as a client. Um, it, but it seems like there's always kind of some sort of negative juju kind of around the higher Santa thing. Um, but there are Facebook groups, um, especially as a business owner. Um, you usually you join the group and ask you questions. Like, obviously you don't look like a Santa Claus. So you would just, you know, kind of answer the questions or send a message to the administrator. Hey, this is who I am. I'm looking to network with Santas in the area. Um, they should be able to allow you access or point you into the right direction. Um, and the other thing too, you can do is, you know, check out some local events. Um, there's usually a lot of cheaper um, events, you know, community-based events um, where you can go and you can see Santas. I would always say you should see the person working before you hire them. Um, so that's kind of like a two for one kind of deal for you as a, a business owner and as a, a hiring manager at that point. Um, but then you also need to find somebody that your personalities drive with, um, you know, somebody that you can stand working with, but somebody that you believe in their portrayal of Santa. Um, if you believe in their portrayal of Santa, you can find your client who does not every client has the same belief um, in Santa. So what you think is a good Santa, I might not think is a good Santa or the next person might not think is a good one, but the, the other one might think it's an amazing thing. Um, so finding that, you know, medium ground um, and kind of going from there. Yeah. Cause but I it, think it's, Santa's, Santa's a specialty character, just like the Grinch. Yeah. Um, and the thing with Santa, like, what I've noticed from my end, I kind of made a decision to go this route probably about three seasons ago. Um, and Santa, due to the sheer price point, anything's possible if you have money, right? Um, but due to the sheer price point, it's not something that you can turn on um, overnight um, and keep it affordable. Um, you know, I had a, a new costume commissioned um, a new Santa suit commissioned this few months ago. Now my first season using it, but there's some big tailors out there that specialize in Santa costumes. Um, Angie's originals is one of them. She's not taking any commissions or any bookings until for the next season, but the season after that. So if you called her today and wanted to order a suit and she makes, you know, probably world-class Santa suits, you're not getting one from her next season. You'll get it the following season. 
Um, so it's piecemealing things together um, and finding tailors that really, um, or costume makers that really are comfortable, um, but are also willing to push their creative boundaries. Um, the suit that I wear, I found a, a local production company here in New Jersey. Um, it was a great crew to work with. Um, and they're actually like Disney tailors. So they do a lot of the Broadway show stuff, a lot of the Disney on ice stuff. Um, and the team there was just very creative and willing to push their, their boundary to kind of get to what I wanted to be. Um, so it's finding a lot of resources and, you know, a lot of price points, but, you know, at any given time, you know, my Santa out there is wearing $3,000 worth of clothes has eight to $900 of hair hanging on his face. Um, you know, so it's, it's quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, the dry cleaning and everything else that goes into it. Um, so it's, it's definitely not something that you can turn on overnight. So if you're looking to outsource uh, a Santa or bring a Santa in, um, if you can find an established Santa, that's perfect. Make sure that you, you work well together. Um, if you're going to start building a Santa, it might take a season or two, so don't rush into it. Um, from what I found also, a lot of people will rush into it, um, whether it's a photo studio or a play, children's play gyms or you know a company such as yourself, um, where they'll rush into it. And I had a, this conversation a few times this season where people were now looking for a new Santa because the Santa that they were able to provide wasn't up to the industry standard. And now they don't have the interest from the local communities and their, you know, and their clients to justify the cost of bringing in a new Santa. Um, so it, it kind of wrecks your business a little bit um, if you're not careful in, in those decisions. It's the same way people that go to the mall to see Santa or go to a specific photo studio, um, they go to the same place year after year because they know what they're going to get and they like that program. Um, if you start off, you have one or two bad Santas in your in your rotation. Um, I'm sure the same thing with princesses or you know mascot characters. It it can come back and it, and it can follow you very quickly. Um, Absolutely. And then your, your, your clients lose that interest. Yeah, absolutely. First impressions are everything. And what would you have as far as like a recommendation? Where can someone get a very nice fake yak Santa wig? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I can send you the link. Um, she, uh, I believe the name is actually ZM or ZM or ZH hair. Um, in, and it was funny because when I first joined the, the Santa community, all I heard was Maggie. You have to find this lady called Maggie. Um, Maggie's business name is actually CM Hair, and it's over in China. Um, and they have, you know, off-the-rack sizing, um, and they do custom sizing, um, where, like, you have to wrap your head in saran wrap and draw your hairline on the saran wrap and pack it with paper towels and ship it back so it looks like a head when they get it. I, don't, I haven't done all that yet, um, <laughs> but um, it was qu quite confusing um, when I was looking because it was, how the hell am I going to find somebody named Maggie? How many people named Maggie are here? Let alone, like, I'm looking somewhere in, like, Midwest, and this person is actually only in China. <laughs> so um, that's the company that I use. Um, I think my sets have been running on average about 
800 or so dollars. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm comfortable in cutting and washing and restyling. Um, so I'm looking for somebody to do that. Um, but I have probably about three sets that I, I rotate through. Um, and then there's also another company I want to say maybe in like Wisconsin or somewhere. Um, I'm not sure of the company name, but I've, I've seen that floated around also quite a lot. Um, the tailors are the hard part. The costume makers are the hard part, but there are, you know, for a lot of people, um, you know, planet Santa, um, is a big distributor. Um, if you're looking for like the standard mall Santa costume, you know, like the kind of the checkered vest, the, the burgundy checkered vest with the gold, um, that's Adele's of Hollywood in California. Um, those are, you know, probably the really big ones. Um, then there's a lot of smaller ones. Uh, Etsy is actually a great resource. Um, just here's a little satchel that I have. I found this on Etsy. Um, basically everything in here came from Etsy. You know, Santa's watch, you know, <laughs> probably Etsy or Amazon. Um, but there's a lot of cool different stuff that, if you just look for it and you have the time to kind of peruse around and kind of read the reviews on, um, you can find it. But the costume makers are probably the hardest part. I was lucky enough. I found, um, it's called Tina's productions, um, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, and they're probably about an hour away from my house here, but that was a God, godsend of a company to work with. And, you know, that's, I think where's their stuff. Their stuff is right here. Um, it's really cool. I don't know if you guys will be able to see it, but the fur on the collar is removable. Oh, wow. So if I want to just wear it with no fur to kind of keep me cooler, it snaps back in. There's a bunch of snaps around the inside of the collar. Um, and then the same thing with the zipper. It centers it, but I can remove the zipper if I want to kind of wear it open. Um, so finding somebody that can, you know, kind of meet what it is that you want to do and um, is the big part. Um, previously I was using a, like an off the rack Santa costume and Santa accessories. Um, they were just very, very heavy, very hot. Um, we're dealing definitely in a customized suit, um, a hundred times more comfortable. Um, it's definitely standing up a lot better, com uh, comparable in, you know, quality. Um, but now I get to You'll be like a normal person, um, which is a big thing in selling the Santa Claus, right? Um, Santa's a normal person, just like you are, um, just like anybody else. When you walk into the house, you take off your jacket. You know, now I can walk in the house. I can take off my jacket. Um, I have a, a, a shirt and a vest on. Um, here, it's Santa Claus vest. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I have a, a shirt and a vest on where I can now just take my jacket off and be more comfortable. Um, in whatever atmosphere it is I am. But now it also looks more realistic. Well, Santa's, you know, mommy, Santa's been here for five hours. How come he doesn't take his jacket off? You know, things yeah. of that nature. So, um, the more normal you can be, you know, especially like the, the real bearded Santas or, you know, with myself, with my, my designer beard, I'm comfortable in taking my hat off. So, you know, if it gets too hot, I can take my hat off. Um, if a kid pulls on my hat, I don't kind of freak out. Like, oh my God, you know. Um, <laughs> Things of that nature. Um, so it's definitely uh, easier to have nicer things, but it's not not necessary. 
um, you can always just be hot. <laughs> um, and deal with it. But also keep in mind, um, what pushed me to get into the custom realm of it was Santa suits don't come that big, surprisingly. Um, I'm probably about 6'2", over 300 pounds. Um, I wear a size 3XL shirt. And off-the-rack Santa suits just weren't fitting me anymore. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of what pushed me into the, the next realm of things. Um, which, again, another, de- another decision maker. You know, I'm going to spend you know, $3,000 on a Santa suit. I better be making some sort of money off of it. Exactly, exactly. So. Well, thank you for all that insight, Santa Joe. Would you have any more tips, recommendations, or anything that you want to say to either any children's party entertainers that are listening or anybody that is aspiring to become Santa? Um, definitely go for it and do it um, to whatever level it is that you're comfortable. Um, keep in mind that you know, profits are nice, but the holiday things are still holiday things, and everybody deserves to have some sort of holiday thing, um, and that includes the Santa Claus. Um, and let the let the children control the environment. Um, be in the environment, tend to the environment, ensure that it's a safe environment, um, but let the children do it. If the children don't want to sit on your lap, don't force them to sit on your lap. Um, be careful with babies. You know, talk to the parents. Um, and a lot of things is I feel like we overlook the parents a lot. Um, the children will believe in, you know, a Santa Claus or a princess um, whenever they see one. That's their children. That's that's what they love and that's what, what, what they do. But we also have to cater to the parents. The parents are the ones that are more interested in the appearance um, and the accessories and the smaller conversations. Um, so we need to be sure that we're catering to both groups. Um, and it's also the parents that will bring you back next year, too. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, um, just keep that in mind. But mostly just don't pressure the kids into it. Um, and don't try to oversell, especially the Santa Claus. Um, a lot of times, like, we'll see Santa's, you know, ho-ho-hoing around. And it has to be like a, a pull-string, you know, phrase that they say every 10 seconds. Um, yeah, that's what Santa says. Santa says ho-ho-ho. But it's more of a, a, for me, it's more of a laugh or a, a more of a reaction to something than it is, you know, a, just a, a catchphrase. catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, just be natural in it and just remember that, that Santa is a person too. Um, and it's by bringing the person of Santa or bringing the person of the princess or, you know, the, the costume character um, to the local environment. Uh, and to your event at hand, it's that's what that's what it is we're doing. Um, don't overthink it; it's not that complicated, and it's the kids' day, so let the kid have it. Thank you, thank you so much, Santa Joe. That was so insightful, so valuable, and just wonderful to talk to you and gain your insight, and also just learn about you as a person. So, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Great, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. And last but not least, where can anybody that's listening find you and support you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at santa.josephp. Um, and on Facebook, uh, there's a Facebook business page, Santa Joseph P. Um, that's my two, my two platforms. Um, my email address, my phone number would be tied directly to those. You can feel free to reach out. Um, and we'll plan your next holiday experience there.
I love that. That's wonderful. Well, I will make sure to put all the links to all your social media in the description below for anybody that's listening. Thank you again for coming on the podcast, and I hope you have a very happy holiday. Bye-bye. Have a great Christmas. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippity-boppity-bankrolls or visit me on my website at bippity-boppity-bankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.